What's up, y'all? This is Michael from the 100 Club Podcast. Welcome to season two. I wanted to take a pause and say thank you. The support for the show has been phenomenal, and I'm excited to continue to bring more content by talking to leaders in the space. And since day one, I've wanted to bring on the industry's best to talk about the ways that we are creating positive sales cultures, positive change in the industry, and in turn, creating real results. Sometimes that comes in the form of occupancy. Sometimes that's healthier margins and even can lead to stronger employee retention. I always want to hear from the people that listen to the show and those that are listening clearly want to take their game to the next level. So if you have any questions or thoughts or even suggested topics, I'm here for it. So reach out to me. It's 100clubpodcast at gmail.com. That's 100clubpodcast at gmail.com. Fire away with your thoughts. So without further ado, let's jump into it with our next guest. All right, welcome to the 100 Club Podcast. I'm your host for today's episode, Michael Moy. And here with me are two of the the funniest people to be around by far. And it's indicative because uh, in sales, you just, you have to have a good personality. You have to have uh, good mojo and good collaboration with one another, especially if you're working as a, as a team here. But it's a unique podcast. We've got two guests. We have Mary Bennett and Megan Novak at the Solana at East Cobb, which is an Arbor, uh, the Arbor Company community. It's one of their subsidiary or one of their different um, community names and different uh, models that they have, and I'll let them just do the do it justice. But first and foremost, I just want to welcome you both to the 100 Club podcast. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, we're excited to be here. Yeah, and um, I know we we actually so me uh, and Mary go a little bit back. So I, I wanted do. To, I wanted to for her to share just like the the story of of when we first got connected. So I worked at a, would you say it's a competitor community? Absolutely. At the community that I was at at the time, you were definitely one of um, the the toughest competitors that we had. Yeah. And she hates me and it took probably uh, 20 times to try to get her on this podcast. No, she actually, she, she crushed it. And me and Corey, who, uh, was the director of sales all the time, we would always be banging our head against the wall because we would just be frustrated that Mary won another one. So uh, she is truly a gem at what she does and also got recognized uh, across the board at the Arbor Company for a number of accomplishments. And yet Megan is is clapping right now. And I've just got to give a shout out to you uh, and your team. Um, could you just Mary, I know this is kind of off script, but could you kind of talk about the experience that you had in Philly with the entire team at the the Arbor Company and what that was like? Wow, um, it was amazing. Um, you know, some get look forward to going on trips and that, and um, I'm kind of that one that would rather stay in the office and get my stuff done. I don't like to leave anything undone, or you know, if I tell somebody I'm going to follow up with something, I want to make sure I'm doing that, but. Um, it was an amazing time. Um, we had fun, but at the same time, it really was getting back to basics. What is senior living? What is Arbor? What is the culture? What is it that has always made us be 
you know, top on our of the game. Um, and so it was really just getting back to that and talking about, okay, COVID's behind us. So let's move forward. And what does moving forward look like for us now? Um, and just really a lot of amazing, intelligent, successful people being in a room to be a part of that. And walking away gave me goosebumps. And it made me just, again, appreciate how much the Arbor Company is 100% behind what they 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 say they mm -hmm. they follow the motto to a T and it starts at the top and it comes right down um and and I'm proud to to be able to be a part of that that team that was there and um you know share best practices yeah that's so cool and I love hearing about whenever companies are able to really truly invest in their sales team but just from a sales org to operationally it's it's awesome to be able to practice what you preach because sometimes that's not the case and sometimes again I, this is like the, the theme through the podcast but uh, sometimes it can be feeling like you're out on an island doing your thing and running a million miles per hour without the support needed. And mm -hmm. that is, it, sometimes it's just nice to be able to take a step back, identify why you do this in the first place and, and who are you doing it for and uh, being able just to, to celebrate and success. And, and also uh, it's, it's even more helpful if you're paying attention at the conference when your name gets called, right. And <laughs> <laughs> that's how humility is. Um, and not everybody assumes they're getting an award. So you are clapping and excited and um, paying attention to the person who just got the award and letting them know how excited you are for them. So when your name is called, sometimes you're not always the first to jump up. <laughs> just saying. But no, you know what? Again, it's because we were in a room with so many amazing people that have accomplished so much that... I mean, it, the Southern region in general for Arbor has just been outstanding, you know, and I'm not knocking the North. It's just, it's a different environment. Right. So, um, but they are, you know, catching up. Absolutely. I was in New Jersey right before the conference and um, was in our mountainside um, community and it's beautiful and it's amazing. And they have a, um, a, a, community sales director named Michael that has just taken it by the ropes and is just filling, you know, that building with, you know, um, you said something that has always bothered me um, is when somebody says, oh, Mary won, or I say to you, oh, Michael won this family. It's really, and I, and I say this to families all the time, you know what, it's finding the right fit. It's finding what you feel comfortable with, what you feel safe about. And so I never feel like if a family chooses another community that I lost, right. I look at it that, you know what, we weren't the right fit um, and that they found somewhere that was going to you know, make them feel safe and right. happy, meet their needs, meet their needs. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and I think that is why our community is amazing and unique that everybody wants to be at home. I mean, there's not one person who wakes up and goes, oh my gosh, 
I'm going to Solana today. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I can't wait. You know, there's a lot of apprehension in that. But then once they do make that transition, they choose to be here. Yeah. You know, there are many places um, to choose from. And I think that's what's really um, amazing about our community yeah. is our residents and their willingness to say how happy they are Absolutely. and how much they are enjoying. Are we goofy? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we have a reputation. <laughs> but you know what? When I was gone at the conference and I came back, they were like, oh, where have you been? Like, oh my, you know, most of the times people would never know a salesperson is out of the building because they mm. don't really know them. But here it's unique in that they are, we're all a family, you know? Um, we don't only help families transition and find the right place, but we continue to be their family. We continue to be a, a support system for them. But ultimately, you know, I get more wisdom from residents that live here yeah. that um, are are amazing, yeah. you know, so and I cherish I cherish my time. With them. Yeah, Mary's uh, Mary and Megan aren't ever going to let me back. Um, let you have you come back on the podcast ever again, because I'm already bothering you first. I'm, I'm pushing you out of the, the comfort zone <laughs> of, of, of the podcast. And then now I'm already saying uh the wrong sayings to you. And I'm so sorry. Yeah, I, yes. It's not about winning and losing. It's about think, finding the right fit. Yeah. But you, that's, that's a hundred percent it. I think that you, you hit the nail on the head. And I think that that's the outlook that most people need. Everyone needs yeah. to be in this industry. I think that there is a blend between the, the hunter and the heart behind what you do. Yeah. Because 100%. you, you gotta be, you gotta be hungry for it, but then you also have to be, um, have the heart and the mission to, to do what you do. So Megan, does that resonate with you? Yeah, it was interesting. Um, I actually had a tour yesterday um, and they kind of, you know, we were talking and, and going through things and they said, you know, I know that you're the the salesperson, right? But you you don't approach this as a salesperson. And I said, you know, thankfully myself or not maybe thankfully, but interestingly enough, myself and then obviously Mary, who I've been so fortunate to learn from, both do not necessarily come from, you know, sales backgrounds. Mary has uh, psychology and counseling social and social work, and, and I'm a board certified music therapist. So we both kind of come at, at this from a therapeutic um, mm. kind of perspective and background. And I think that's something that you know, you don't always find as a salesperson in a salesperson, you know, you come in and there are five or six on our road alone. And the ability to, you know, that Mary and I are fortunate to have is, is to make those connections with those families. I mean, at the end of the day, yes, we understand that this is a business, there's quotas, there's, you know, metrics, but, you know, it comes back to, are we the right fit for this person? Are we going to be able to serve them and treat them with dignity and respect and, and meet all those needs. And I think taking a step back and, and sometimes I think Mary and I have, have a little bit of that more heart than Hunter sometimes. <laughs> so we kind of work on that together, but at the end of the day, I think, you know, that's something that, you know, we, we kind of bring to the table as far as, you know, meeting with families and then working, continuing to work with them, even post move in. I think educating them as mm -hmm. well. Um, is, is really important. Um, recognizing they're scared, recognizing that this is foreign to them. There's, you know, they never expected they'd be sitting trying to find a place for mom or for dad or spouse, you know, you know, and, you know, it's talking about 
I think sometimes, you know, it's okay yeah. to feel guilty that you have your husband that has been diagnosed with Lewy body that you've tried, you know, to take care of him and you're exhausted and you've had care come into the home. That's not work. You know, it's just saying, Hey, it's a, you know what? You're not alone. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why we're here. That's why places like this exist yeah. is that we want to be part of the care team. Yeah. And, you know, and, and let you get back to being a spouse. I know we always talk about that is that, you know, we, the role of being caregiver versus, you know, um, spouse and let us, let us do the heavy lifting, you know, but just allowing them to say, yeah, I do feel guilty. I do feel like I'm, I'm not, doing what I said, I promised I'd do when we said for better or worse or whatever right. it may be, you know, I think that's where Absolutely. the uniqueness comes in. It's at that point, it's not saying, Hey, I need this deposit before you leave. Right. It's mm-hmm. more like, Hey, I get it. It's okay. Yeah. We're going to work on this together. And, and you know what, that's, that's my role is to help to transition your loved one here, but also understanding that, you're also going to be going through this transition as well. We look at it as a whole family versus just that person that's moving in. It has to be everybody. And, you know, one of the wonderful things that Arbor does is we have a partnership agreement where, you know, they have expectations out of us, but we also have expectations out of them Mm. as the family. So in order to this, for this to work, is to be cohesive as a team. And we do this together. I want to keep that thread of conversation. I want to keep going, but I want to backpedal just a couple of steps in. Megan, you you brought up a point. Both, Both of you have therapeutic backgrounds. Was there, was there any type of interesting transition going from more of the therapeutic line of work into a sales role? Yeah. So, so when we first opened, so I've been here at Solana since day one. So March, 2019, I, <laughs> I just celebrated my four year anniversary. So nice. I've been here since day one. And, and when the building opened, I was actually the activities, the engagement director here. So I kind of started um, here at Solana in that role. Um, and I did that all through grand opening and then all through COVID. Um, and then post pandemic, I, my heart was just where do I go from now? You know, being so person facing, you know, day after day during the pandemic was something that I don't, I don't know how people in hospitals and things like that did. It was probably one of the most challenging things I've ever done personally mm-hmm. in my life. And and that's just as, and I got to go home every day. So, you know, these residents here, I still can't imagine some of the lingering effects of that. But post-pandemic, you know, I was kind of looking for maybe a change of, you know, to be very honest, a change of scenery, a change of pace. And I actually considered leaving healthcare altogether. Mm. Um, and I love Solana. I love Frida, our executive director. And I especially had loved working with Mary on, you know, events and things like that. And this position, this sales slash move-in coordinator position opened up and Mary really supported me and encouraged me. Um, she said, come, you know, work with me. I'll, I'll teach you, you know, things. And she's been such a fantastic mentor. So I think the benefit of, it wasn't necessarily a hard transition for me. I was very fortunate that I knew Solana. I knew the residents. I knew Mary. So, and because Mary has a very similar background, I think we just connected on that level of how we were going to approach 
how, you know, move in, move-ins and tours and, and getting the occupancy up. So it was different. My brain differently had to, um, you know, work in a different way. I had to sometimes switch gears. You know, I wasn't <laughs> saying, Hey, you know, happy hour. <laughs> um, and sometimes when I'm doing tours, people are like, did you do something before this? And I was like, yeah, I was the, I was like the fun party girl here in <laughs> engagement. And they're like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. But, you know, so, you know, my brain definitely got to learn, you learn a whole different side of the industry. You know, it, I do have a more, um, you know, behind the scenes role. Um, you know, I do a lot of like the paperwork and the, you know, I always tell families, if you need me to call the doctor, I will be delightfully annoying and I will find that doctor. <laughs> so, you know, thankfully it was an easy transition in that regard. And it's just, I, I feel like any information in this industry, in this business that you learn, it's just like building blocks. You know, the more, you know, the more successful you're going to be in any, in any part of the industry. That's great. And I think what was really um, exciting to watch Megan's growth um, was she struggled in the same places I struggled <laughs> when I first started out. And um, because we do have that similar background, there's certain things within that sales process that you do kind of shy back from. And yeah. so it was really challenging her to mm -hmm. do the tough role mm -hmm. and do the tough you know, conversations. And there are times we don't have a choice, but to say, you know what, you either leave the deposit or, you, you know, you don't, right. or whatever it right. may be. Um, and so it was, it was exciting for me to watch her, you know, um, the kind of the joke within the community <laughs> is that she's like my daughter and I'm, I'm like, the mini anyway. me. Well, and they call us the m and So yeah, uh, I love it. But wow. you know what, it, it's, it's, it, but it's been, it's been amazing to watch her grow into where, you know, she has been offered to be, you know, the lead person in another community, but has chosen to stay where she's at for now, just mm -hmm. because it works, you know, for her life right now. And so, but just to say though, she has, she has grown into, I don't have to be here if mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like be, I couldn't be away at the, in Philly without Megan being here. It was flawless, you know? So, um, she's, she's just really come into her own. Well, I think that this, that's a great segue into how to really work well with one another from a, a two, like a, a, a dynamic duo standpoint, because there are some people that are just, you know, your, your single sales counselors. It typically, if you're one to what is it like a hundred apartments, typically that's like the, the bread and butter there. But then when it gets to be above that, you're, you're working in tandem with one another. And I can imagine you guys are in the same office. You guys are doing the same things. There's a lot of crossover. Sometimes it works well. Sometimes it doesn't. How have you guys made the partnership work well with one another? And how have you guys fed off of each other's strengths, which you've touched on a little bit, but could you unpack some more of that? Yeah, I think you check your ego at the door. Um, I think first and foremost, I'm not successful if my team's not successful. Um, and, you know, it's not about who got the move in. Right. It's how we got that move in to be successful. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if she's not able to get paperwork, then I can do it. There's no right. difference in, you know, we we both can do the same job. Um, because we both have the talent and the knowledge how to do it. 
but it's being supporting and saying, hey, you know what? Like, you know what? I just, I don't know. I'm not, you know, feeling my mojo right now, you know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. then her saying, hey, you know what? It's okay. You know what? We have days or same thing, you right. know? It's just really respecting each other, you know? Yeah. Um, Absolutely. And I think too, you know, a lot of good partnerships are, you know, naturally are someone is better at some things than others you know, and others, we kind of fill in each other's gaps. So I remember every single one of Mary's passwords, you know, they're all up here, you know, she's like, what was it? I'm like, I got it, you know, but like at the same time, you know, Mary has the experience, um, you know, and the organization, you know, I know I have the the desk of doom at, at the office, so it's fine. Um, but you know, I am still in that kind of learning phase where I can still go to Mary and say, Hey, I don't know um, how to do this. Can you help me? And she is so willing and just like great about saying, Hey, like, this is how you do it. And she'll show me. She's not just like, Oh, it, it'll take me longer to show you than do me doing it myself. So she actually has like started from the beginning and said, this is how you do Elise. Like, this is how, you know, and when she's entering the reports, this is, you know, we do the reports together. So mm-hmm. while she is getting things that she has to get done because, you know, she is the head senior sales counselor, you know, she's saying, Hey, this is how we do it. You know, can you mm-hmm. check this for me? You know, we do a lot of like, can you get your calculator? later out and check my math. You know, we do a lot of things together um, as well as, you know, separately. So like I, like Mary said, when she was gone, you know, she was a, I was kind of here, you know, keeping things going, moving, but then she came back and she said, Hey, I know you've been like running the ship, you know, I'll take the tours, you know, so we're really good. I think we just really respect each other as not only like coworkers, but, you know, you know, we have a very good, you know, personal relationship as well. You know, we talk. So, and that's not always how it's going to be. I think we're really lucky in that, you know, I see her more than I see a lot of other people in my life. Yeah. So it's lucky I like her. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, and that's the reason why I asked the question is because, I mean, that's, you guys, I mean, you spend more time with your coworkers than you spend sometimes with family members and, yeah. and your, your significant others. So I think it's important to at least try to make that partnership work, but then uh, both to, to each of your points, it's, it's leaving, it's, it's respecting, but then it's also leaving your ego at the door because at the end of the day, everyone has those strengths and weaknesses. And yeah. right. um, Mary, you said it, and I'm going to ask you to be a little bit vulnerable here. And this is, again, this is the per- point of the, the podcast is to really kind of talk walk through, this is what I struggled with. This is what I did. And this is how I kind of grew in my skill set to, to get to where I'm at. And cause I should have prefaced this before. So the folks that are listening to this right now, this team has sustained hundred percent occupancy for a ridiculous amount of time. And that is, is an incredibly hard feature. And we've talked offline about the hurdles and the, the things that they have overcome to even being there and in, 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 in just coming off the heels of a community crisis, if you guys wanted to talk about that um, and really managed the, the resident experience, but then also the prospect experience phenomenally. Mm-hmm. So th- I, I say that to, to give the credibility that you guys deserve in coming on here and talking about these, but I want to backtrack again, Mary, do you mind sharing about some of those things that you struggled with and that you guys are consistently improving upon? You know, as far as what you're speaking about the crisis within the community. So let me, let me first start by saying um, for me being at a hundred percent is the most difficult place I think to be Mm. um, because 
you're at a hundred percent. And I remember, and I'm going to call Megan out a little bit. She's like, oh, we're at hundred percent. We're done. I'm like, okay. Like, hold your horse. <laughs> this is the, the most difficult place to be because you've met the goal of what everybody is trying to accomplish. How do you stay there? How do you stay at a hundred percent? So it's really where you start having to lean on your team during your tours um, and reminding people. So we have a wait list. It's making sure we constantly make them aware of how much we appreciate their willingness Mm -hmm. to wait to come Mm -hmm. and be a part of our family. Um, There are a lot of, as you know, places that are out there and you know what, they're not a hundred percent and they can move over there. And it's just really making that, you know, it's like we talked about at the conference, getting back to basics, what we're customer service, right? We are here for them. Um, and making sure that they recognize that, but inviting them in to be a part of whatever's going on in the community, how that looks. Sometimes it's like, maybe right. we take the bus, Megan drives, I'm co-pilot, we get the bus, we go yeah. and we pick them up. Mm. But recently we were part of this crazy um, cold what? weather catastrophe is that a good word (laughs) along with a lot of other people and it was a lot different because these you know people that were experiencing it down the road were family single family homes that were um, not in a position to be in a senior living community where they've chosen for this to be their home and now we're telling them you can't stay here because it's not safe so what I was trying to explain to people because they would be like oh you poor thing that must have been so hard it must be so hard for you I'm like no it's not I'm not being displaced you know yeah I have 20 families that are not, not here currently but you know what they're the ones that can't go home and be with their their children because there's no care there for them. These kids, these family, you know, the children who want them to come to their house, they're not experienced caregivers. They don't know mm-hmm. how to care for mom the way that we've been doing it. So it was really trying to make sure that they were they were being taken care of in the best possible way. But not only that, they went to other communities and making them still feel like they were part of the community, Mm -hmm. part of our family. Once, once the Solana family member, always, it doesn't matter, you know, if, you know, it's no longer the appropriate setting, whatever it may be. We just really wanted to make sure that, that we, they knew we didn't forget about them, you know, and, and I think too, and our engagement team was inviting them over, going to pick them up as well, bringing them over for events, the families, you know, we just wanted to make sure that they still knew like this was their home and maybe that, you know, you can't be here right now, but we can't wait for you to come back. And and that's what we were just, and from Frida, our executive director, all the way, you know, to the engagement staff, everyone, we would get them for haircuts, nails, you know, just making sure like, this is where we want, we hope you still want to be here because we can't wait for you to be back. But I think also to piggyback off on that mm-hmm. too is Arbor as in, um, you know, our corporate office were just as involved, mm-hmm. making sure they were present and that they were present to families showing that, hey, you know what, 
we're, you know, we're the people behind the scenes with them and we're standing strong with them and we are going to make this right. Yeah. And so part of it was making sure that everything from, they didn't have to pack anything. Right. We went, you know, to the other communities, we got furniture set up, we made the beds, yeah. we made sure that we had all per, uh, personal belongings that were there. For, they just had to show up, yeah. they get on the bus with us, show up at the next place. And we were still going to make sure that their experience there was going to be just as pleasant as it is here. But to recognize too, we know how disruptive this is yeah. for them. I can't imagine the amount of positive feedback that you received from family members, because at the end of the day, we we all have those family members that sometimes you you struggle with, right? And that don't maybe understand um, all of the, the full context. But for the people that know the levels and the energy and effort that you guys are putting into making sure that their family member, their loved one is taken care of, that's that to me says everything that you I need to know about you guys personally, but then also from a company standpoint. And why I was so excited to have this conversation because this demonstrates what operationally we need to be working at yeah. in, in, in striving towards. Because if the pandemic hasn't, if, if it taught us anything, it needs to be that we need to be able to pivot and we need to be able yeah. to meet people where they 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 need to be met at. So absolutely. Well, and you know, um, they're, you know, we're finally in the home stretch. It's been a long couple of months, um, but it's been really just trying to nurture them and, yeah. and, 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 you know, be empathetic with these families. Like, you know what, we chose Solana for a reason. We want right. to be there. Like how mm -hmm. much longer, how much longer. Right. So, but one of the biggest things that Arbor, and I say Arbor, um, but, you know, our support partners are, is that they need to be, um, moved back here in a very therapeutic way. Mm -hmm. We have asked a lot out of them. Mm -hmm. So how does this look, you know? Right. So we've already got a team together on, you know, moving back the furniture that's in storage, making sure it's put in the same place that it was, you know, um, the pictures are hung correctly. This is their home. Yeah. They were, they, we all know in the senior living industry, moving is traumatic and mm -hmm. it was, we didn't, they didn't have a choice. We didn't have a choice. Right when it was raining in the apartments and saying, you can't stay here tonight. And we're like, okay, what are we, well, where right. are we going to stay? Right. Because being at hundred percent, we didn't have any apartments available. So, mm. um, but it's just making sure we, we know it was traumatic. So we are going to do everything in our power to make sure we roll out the red carpet for those that have chosen yeah. Solana and have also hung in there. Right. And, um, you know, allowed us to get their apartments back to where they're safe and, you know, get back to some normalcy. Um, so I think it's also appreciating who you have in the building. Yeah. yeah. You know, our residents, we're here because they have chosen us and we remind our team every day, yeah. this is their home yeah. and they're allowing us to be here. We're here because of them. So it's just that constant reminder of, you know, that old saying, just be kind, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't hurt to be kind. It doesn't cost mm -hmm. anything to be kind. Mm -hmm. And that goes a long way. It does. That's fantastic. Well, I think you just gave a, a phenomenal framework. You both did a phenomenal job. At, it's literally a step-by-step -step how to manage crisis and, and stay 
stay positive through it and work, you know, in lockstep with one another from uh, a, a leadership standpoint, organization standpoint. Thank you for that. And I wanted to, uh, I wanted to, I know that we're, we're coming up on time here, but I wanted to make sure to, uh, you guys are, are at a hundred percent. I do want to go back to some of the things that maybe that you guys had struggled with in getting to a hundred percent. And then, because you, you mentioned, you alluded to, there was some, some tendencies coming from more of like a therapeutic background. What were the natural tendencies that you might've shied away from? Oh, and whether it was just like having that tough conversation of, you know, this is, this is the time now, you know, it, you can sometimes hear the tremble in a, a person's voice where they know, they know it's the, it's the right time, but then just to assert yourself and say, uh, it is, and, and here's how yeah. we're going to do it. Was that a was that a struggle having those tough conversations or what were the struggles and, and how did you guys approach it? Absolutely. Yeah. I can tell you with with me, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to talk much. I mean, most salespeople want to talk money, money, money. But when you're coming from the approach of like, I know this is the right place for you. Right. And I know what's going to happen if you don't come here. Yeah. And I know I've worked at other places and you yeah. know, this is the best fit, blah, blah, blah. How I overcame it is First of all, I, I realized that's part of what yeah. I signed up for. So I had to practice and I had to work on it. I role-played. Um, mm. I have a great support partner that mm. I could call and say, oh my gosh, how, you know, I know that I need to, you know, close it, but how, you know, it was really working on the clothes. Yeah. I mean, at the end yeah. of the day, but I also softened it a lot because what I did oftentimes was, you know, researching the family before they came in and knowing what their needs were, and then connecting them to a family member that's here visiting and saying, hey, this person was in your shoes three right. months ago, right. and letting them kind of soften the, the clothes for, I mean, sometimes having somebody else talk with yeah, them and say, oh my gosh, I know I've been there. It's the best decision I've ever made. It's so hard, but they're there with you. And then we get back and I'm like, Okay. So I'm getting ready to, you know, do that real tough, like, okay, this is that part that yeah. I had to work so hard on. And they were like, can I leave a deposit? I'm like, wait, no, 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 no. I was practicing yeah. so much. No, no. But I think it's always something I truly believe in the product that we yeah. have. Yeah. And I think that shows. So it isn't as hard for me to do the clothes anymore yeah. because I do recognize that with Arbor, we also have a 60 day money back guarantee. So mm. it allows us to manage the expectations up front too. So I'm not telling them and my team or right. our team Absolutely. appreciates that. There's never the, well, Mary said, when I was here visiting, Mary said, you get a cappuccino delivered every morning with a <laughs> from bear Starbucks with a, a new <laughs> Wait, you guys don't have a one-to-one -one caregiver to uh, to resident ratio in memory care? Right. right. <laughs> But, no. but why not? Mom, yeah. So, Mary said. <laughs> right. Mary said. But you know what? But that allows them to to kind of bring down. Yeah. Because yeah. I think more often than not lately, it's been like, well, you're gonna tell me whatever I want to hear right. to move me in. Right. Well, you're just gonna say, you know, so and I think too, I, I had someone say recently, you know, wow, thank you so much 
for your being candid and being honest. Because at the end of the day, this is my mom and I want her to be somewhere where I know she is going to get taken care of. Because they said, well, they're, you know, they they might need a lift, this and that. And I said, if those are the things, we might not be the right fit. How can I help find another community for them? Mm. And maybe that's not the, always the best approach, but at the end of the day, if I know I can't help them by moving their loved one in, how can I be a resource? You know, and that's something Mary has kind of always shown me too. Like maybe we aren't the right fit. Maybe they need a higher level of care, but how can we offer support and how can we offer suggestions how to move forward? Is it connecting them with a geriatric care manager? You know, how can we help with that? And as far as kind of, you know, the closing, like that's something I've definitely struggled with. You know, people will say, oh, you know, that was a great tour, but but Megan didn't ask if I, you know, put a deposit down. I was like, well, they were moving, you know, from Florida and I wasn't <laughs> sure. And, and so, you know, Mary and I have definitely worked on that, like saying like how you can even do like the different kinds of closes, you know, is it that, you know, you say, hey, you know, maybe, you know, this apartment is really popular. We have a wait list, like this might be the the time, you know? And mm-hmm. so kind of working around those objections in a kind of a, a therapeutic way, like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm not here to take your money. I'm not here just because I want you to buy this apartment or buy into me. I want you to see the product that we have. I want you to see salon. I want you to see the community and really mm-hmm. feel that this is the right place as well. Yeah. And I think managing the expectations yeah. up front, um, you know, um, your loved one is going to fall. Yep. Um, we're going to put everything we can in place. We're not perfect, but our motto is that we recover are, and, you know, we're going to listen, we're going to care and we're going to respond. And um, I think doing that on the front end is huge, but definitely struggle with the clothes. Yep struggle with the clothes, but you know what? That's the most important part right. of 100% occupancy. So it's recognizing our, um, you know, our, our uh, shying away from yeah. it and reaching out to my support person and, or our support person and just saying, hey, look, can, you know, can we role play? Can we role play? Can you help me to get overcome this obstacle because you know there's always going to be obstacles but it's how you overcome them and part of that is for me really role you know role um playing but also okay hmm who do I pull in to help me overcome this obstacle Mm. during my tour you know what is it their biggest concerns are okay so it's dining you know what, let's go talk with the dining manager. Let's go talk with, oh, you're concerned about that one-on-one that you think is going to happen in, you know, assisted living. Cause you know what, let's talk with our, um, our resident care counselor, right. you know, or, uh, care director and, you know, our nurse and say, let her have the opportunity to explain to them her, where her expertise is. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, what I do a lot of times is I will answer the question that they have because I know what the answer is, but then I'll repeat the same question to the nurse who has the same response. So you are starting to gain that trust, but, you know, it's finding, you know, there's, they're here for a reason. And we all recognize that everybody comes for a tour, not because they're driving down the street and they're like, (laughs) I wonder what's happening to that building be built. They're there for a reason. And it's overcoming 
the fear of making that decision. Yeah. And if you don't ask, you're never going to get the deposit or them to move in. You know, it's mm-hmm. what did you think? Okay. And then whatever the answer is, it's either, well, let's talk about that. Right. Or yay, wonderful. You know, we're so excited. You know what right. I mean? It's you don't stop with the first no. Right. I mean, you just, you keep, you know, you we do a lot of retours, you know, we do a lot of people who they go, they come here and they go, okay, well, this is my first stop. And then they maybe go, I had someone say that this was their 11th assisted living tour. Wow. And so they have gone to everything and they came back and they said, I now understand what makes you guys different. And mm-hmm. I think that starts from the minute they walk in the door through the tour, through meeting our nurse, Sheila, our engagement staff, everything. And, and they come back. And I think, I mean, I would say we do several retours and maybe it's not the first tour that they get the deposit, but the second tour, they're like, that's it. I, I, I've seen enough. And this is where mom needs to be. And educating your team prior to the tour, you know, letting them know why they're here and what they're looking for so that when they, you know, pull my biggest thing is they have to meet the team in order to make a decision. You have to know who the nurse is, right? You mm-hmm. have to know. Now, do you need to know the maintenance director? Maybe not, but Lenny's cool. We like Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you know what, they got a flood and nobody right. showed up, whatever, you know what I mean? But I think it's just making them recognize that they are important people and we we're going to stand behind. Yeah. You always say. say, you say, you know, people say, Oh, I loved Mary. Mary's amazing. And, and she is obviously, and Mary is the first one to say, please don't move here because of me, mm-hmm. you know, move here because of the team. You know what I mean? Like she is so honest and like genuine about, you know, they can meet with us and we're, you know, they can like us and feel good about us, but we are only as good as our nurse and our dining room and our activities and everything. And and Mary's the first one to always say to the team, like, Hey, you know, you guys make our jobs easier because of the quality of services you're providing. Y'all are so cool because this is, this is absolute gold for one. And what you're doing, I don't, I mean, you probably know this, but you you guys are demonstrating you're, you're detaching yourself from the clothes. So you're, you're not seeing your self-worth or you're not seeing your identity in who moves in versus who moves out. You're seeing your value in how you can help somebody make this most difficult decision. And by doing that, I think it's almost like a little bit of cat and mouse game where you're, you're, you're telling them like, Hey, listen, I actually don't suggest you just look at the salon. I actually suggest you go to X, Y, and Z community. And Megan, to your point, I mean, this 11 communities that they they visited or 11 times that they've toured. And if you have gotten, uh, and Mary, you mentioned this, if you have, if you have introduced all of your team members, it's almost like you're making it so sticky for them. Like yeah. we'll already kind of have a relationship with Lenny and the rest of the team. And I, I, I don't, I don't see any other option really. Like I I don't, I don't know as many other people. And so it almost makes it more difficult for them to walk away and choose a different community because they already have a tighter knit bond and relationship with you guys. So cool. Well, and I, and I, I, I do think a lot of times that people walk in the door and they're like, (laughs) I know you're going to ask me for the deposit. I'm just waiting for you to tell me everything I want to hear in that. And sometimes it's just reading them and Mm -hmm. going, hey, you know what? I'm not going there right now. What I'm going to tell you about is how we can help you. Mm -hmm. And if that doesn't close you, then you know what? 
find a place that is good as us. No, I'm playing. But you know, like I said, I think, you know, I, I just think our, our, you know, it's reading the family and yeah. knowing when to do the clothes, yep. mm-hmm. you know, sometimes the, conclu- the clothes can start at the beginning, right. you know, um, like we already read this, we're here, you we're, know, can we move of- tomorrow? <laughs> But no, you know what I mean? I mean, like it just, the close doesn't always happen at the end, right? It mm-hmm. doesn't, it can happen in the middle of it. And we're just waiting for the formalities, you know, at the end of the tour. But, um, you know, I always, I never used to really try to use the word tour. I always say, do you want to come in and take a look around the mm-hmm. community, you know, mm-hmm. get away from that stigma of, oh, I got a tour and this is what happens on a tour, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, and that's, that's the beauty of Arbor too, is they just really, they put a lot of work into making sure that we do know how to, you know, close the top parts, the clothes, you know, stuff like that in a way that doesn't always have to come across as a hard sell. Mm -hmm. I'm, I want to ask you, and I know that we're coming up, we're, we're at 4.30, but, um, Last question here, and we can we can call it a close. But what type of what types of things are you seeing right now? So we've talked a lot about objections. We've talked a lot about concerns. I'd imagine that one of the biggest concerns or the things that you hear is just the timing. You know, um, I've just I'm the lucky Lou. I'm just looking. I don't know if my mom is ready. I, I think for the most part, most people know how to, to work that. Maybe not. But um, what other is there any other things that you guys are hearing from an objection standpoint, or are you hearing anything else that a lot of people are kind of evolving into being more concerned in this post-COVID mm-hmm. environment? I think what we have found post-COVID is younger and younger yeah, yeah. needs for cognitive yeah. health. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And I we see a lot of struggle with spouses, not mm-hmm. necessarily with you know, parents at this point, um, that COVID has really just done a number because they weren't able to get out and stimulate that sped up declines. If anyone was kind of right on that borderline of, well, we might start looking soon. COVID almost made everything an emergency. Like, oh my gosh, like how did we lose like three years? Like now we have to move, you know, mom or dad or wife in tomorrow, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I think sometimes, it's like also that guilt, like you were saying. Well, exactly. Kind of you know what? In. We're not there yet. And I say, you know, you know, it's kind of, okay, if it's not time now, what, when, when is, when, it, right. what do you see as being the time? That's cool. And it's really introducing them yeah. to some of the amazing residents that yeah. we have here that have, are in the same place, especially that like physically, like physically fit, fit, but cognitively impaired. And it's, they're going, well, I don't want to be here with all these old people, you know, please don't show me someone in a wheelchair. And at the end of the day, you know, like Mary said, everyone is here for a reason. And so it is helping connect saying, Hey, there are people that look like you. There are people who are, are young, are fit, who want to go and walk around. Right. But it's, it's, you know, you're still, you know, again, it's like getting, okay. Getting back to being the spouse and letting us make sure that we're getting her stimulated. You talked about, you know, you have somebody coming into the home right. to take care of her, but what are they doing to stimulate her? What right. are they doing to this? You know, 
Tipa Snow and a lot of the people that we have worked with have said, you know, there's no stigma to go and get help yeah. for somebody mm -hmm. who has heart problems. You know, you do that. Um, you and you cancer, do answer, you go get, you you know, go get chemo, chemo, whatever right. it may be. But why is there such a stigma on helping those that need the cognitive help? Right. And it's really educating them on what the difference is between staying at home mm -hmm. and continuing on the way you're continuing on or having them be somewhere where they're going to be happy, their needs are going to be yeah. met, but they're going to be around peers that are in the same place that they are and showing them that they can still have independence yeah. Yeah. and still make choices as long as they're safe choices. We're going to be there to kind of be in the background. We don't want to hover we want them to live life and we're going to give them back as much of that life as possible, but let's look at what the life looks like at home right now. Right. So that's really about trying to have educate them. Like I was saying earlier, educate them on why it's important that they make that decision. Now yeah. it's, I understand you want to keep your, your wife at home for as long as possible, but let's look at what that is right. and what that looks like and why it's important to make that decision now and not until something happens, happens right? you know, and that's really where I say that education mm -hmm. really comes into play. Yeah, that's great. And also the question of, you know, what does the day look like when you are ready to move? Cause then it, it kind of allows them to articulate and verbalize, oh, well, you know, this needs to happen and next needs to happen. And they're kind of walking you through that process, but then they're, maybe they're, they haven't re realized that they are there now. You know, right. Right. And that's exactly it. And then, you know, it's saying, hey, you're not in this alone. It's overwhelming to to to, you know, look at, oh, my gosh, how do I get from where we're at now to getting her to where, you know, you introduced me to this person who's been here now for three months and is like doing amazing. It's really, you know, letting them know we're going to support them yeah. through the whole process. Yeah. And the day they move in isn't when we're going to say, OK, you're here. We're going to step back. That's where the real work for us begins. Mm -hmm. It's really getting that that family acclimated to the community and to begin to trust us. Because at home, you know, it's all, you know, interesting mm -hmm. or, you know, they're like, okay, okay, you know, but when they get here, we're not going to do it as good as they did. Right. Um, you know, it's and it's just putting that out there recognizing yeah. that, you know what, she probably is going to be sad. And that's where we step in. And that's why we want to know everything we can. So it's transitioning, like I said, the loved one, as much as it is the okay. resident yeah. and supporting them and explaining and educating. Again, you continue to delay. All you're doing is, is, you know, allowing this See, to continue yeah, exactly. and you're, you know, do it before, you know, I always do it say before to, there's an emergency. Almost. Yeah. Well, and do it while they can still enjoy it. Yeah. You know, you know, enjoy the people around, you know, so okay. yeah, it's just really getting over the hurdles of what they're scared. Yeah. They're mm -hmm. scared. It's what the best option is for their loved one. Yeah. Y'all are crushing it. I am so happy that I had you guys on the podcast and thank you for your willingness to, to jump on so, so yeah. much, uh, to just unpack and, and, and hopefully, um, I know, uh, the, the listeners will have a lot of good insights to take away. So first and foremost, thank you both for, for dedicating the, the hour here to, to talk with me. So 
Thank you. Thank you Thank for you. having us. Yes. We're excited. Yeah, yeah. Usually we like to stay behind the scenes. But <laughs> thanks. I, thanks for taking us out of our comfort zone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It uh it it was might have it might have been my best close to get them on the podcast because it it they came in kicking and screaming. Third time's the charm, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. we yeah. we made it happen. So we persevered yeah. and um we we did it the arbor way. So this is this Yay. is awesome. Um, I will um, I will provide just emails and contact information so that they can connect anybody with questions or thoughts to to reach out to you guys because truly this is a game changer uh, game changing team that they are they've they've got everything working this, this everything is is clicking in all cylinders so please do reach out to them with any questions and. Um, as always, thank you for listening and the support of the podcast. This has been another great episode of the 100 Club podcast. Everyone have a great rest of your day.